you know, I'm like a, I'm like a bear, you know, or, or a, a puppet. You can just pull my string and I can just I'll mm-hmm. dance. And I've, I've been learning to avoid that. I've been learning to not react first. Are we recording, Mike? I did start the audio recording, yeah. All right, I just wanted to make sure. Because um, I have a, in C Block, I have a tendency, or sometimes I just have a tendency to ramble and he just starts recording and then we just kind of fade in. Yep. Oh, he disappeared again. No, nope. like, no, just, just resetting the camera. Okay. <laughs> so you know what? It, it, keeps, it keeps getting real fuzzy on me. I don't know why. Maybe I just Yeah, we, I did notice that, it. but I didn't say anything yeah. because uh, it's an audio, you know, the, the main drive of, of what we do is audio, so it gotcha. was really important to interrupt what you're but saying. It's been tweaking out lately, so I just that noticed happens. it and reset it. To your, that happens. To your point of arguing with yourself, on the, sh- the three of us all met doing another podcast. And we would do what we called cold read theater. We would write short audio plays. And there were some times See when what stupid stuff I would say. That was a lot of it. Yeah. I would, the whole point <laughs> to Pete is he will read anything you put in front of him. He's a trooper, man. Awesome. He doesn't do a very good voice. He always sounds like Pete, but he'll read whatever the fuck you put in front of him. Hey, Kevin Costner made a whole career out of that. Yes, so he did. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I love Con- dude. Kevin Costner is honestly one of my favorite actors. The Untouchables is still one of my favorite movies. I love. Yeah. Where's Nitty? He's in the car. Fucking great line. He's in the car, and the way he fucking delivers it. Oh, and a perfect world. That was a great fucking movie. What's wrong with my hair? A perfect world, dude. I didn't like Waterworld that much. Dances with Wolves kind of sucked, but uh, watch Yellowstone. I haven't. You know, because it's so popular. It's the same reason I, I've never watched Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't want to be a part of the part of that zeitgeist for some reason. I have been trying to catch up on The Walking Dead. All right, enough TV talk on the Media Virus podcast. Hot TV talk on the Media Virus. Well, I'll tell talking you, about shit that ended last year. I'll tell you what we can get into in our C block, and we're going to go right to it now. Oh, we're going to show Steve some just the tips. We're going to we're going to do just the tips. Number three. Introduce you to our BBC yeah. correspondent, Steve. Hey, I'm on I'm on a radio station in the UK every week. So they put it this different. way, they love our accents over there. So don't ever different BBC. We're, t- we're talking about the other abbreviation of BBC. <laughs> Here we go. Just the tips. It's Stanley McFadden. Good evening, Media Virus Podcast listeners. It is I, the one and only Big Daddy Professor of Big Technology, proud graduate from the U of E, bringing to you another episode of Just the Tips. Tonight's episode is episode number 35. Some of y'all ain't going to like this one. So, call in. You could present your side of the argument. Uh, 1646virus01. Or you can email us, any of us, or me. Come at me, brah. <sighs> Let's get into this. One of the big differences between men and women as it pertains to sex is how we judge what we like. And we are all different. We all have different likes. We all have different kinks. This is not about calling out anyone's kinks or kink shaming or any of that shit. 
Here's my point. Ladies, when you think about what makes a man a good lover, it usually has to do with his technique and his generosity. What is it that he is willing to do for and to you? And how is he willing to pleasure you? Sure, there's some also consideration for stamina, uh, length and girth of his dick and things like that. But usually it is very centered around what that man does for you in bed. And as men, we tend not to judge like that. But I think it's time we do. See, ladies, when we as men are the ones that are in control of a sexual situation. In other words, I'm driving, you're on your back, and I'm fucking you. Or you're on your knees and I'm hitting for the back. Whatever the position happens to be where I'm the one who is in control of the situation, where I'm fucking you, as opposed to we are fucking each other, or you're on top, or you are in control of that situation. When I am fucking you, I'm pitching, you're catching, I'm giving, you're receiving. Understand what I'm saying? If that is all that you have to offer, your man, and you are essentially lazy in bed, pillow princess, starfish, however the fuck you want to call it, there is not much difference. Fuck it, I'll say it. There's no difference between one hole and the next, one pussy and the next. If all you do is lay there, and I'm the one that's driving, and I'm the one that's hitting it, hitting it, hitting it, I turn you over and I'm hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. Then your hole is no different from any other bitch's hole. So what this means is the things that you do, ladies, that are satisfying to a man are the things that you do to him. If you are just letting him fuck you, then that is not giving a satisfactory sexual experience over time. Absolutely, we can penetrate and come. Absolutely. If I hit anything hard enough, long enough, I'm going to bust. That's, that is the physiology of it. But if you are doing nothing to differentiate your hole from the next woman's hole, then you are no special than any other woman. There is no difference between me pitching to you and me pitching to your sister, your mom, your niece, your co-worker, Jesus. your hot girlfriend. There's no difference between the little tight hole and another little tight hole. What makes the difference is what you are willing to do as a person, as a girlfriend, as a lover. What you are doing to him is what sets you apart sexually. So if you want to know 
If you are satisfying that man, it is as simple as asking yourself, what am I doing to and for him to please him? Otherwise, we can absolutely get off, but it is not a satisfying sexual experience over time. It will become progressively less satisfying and it will make us more likely to seek out a woman who is willing to do all of that fun, funky, nasty shit that we dream about every goddamn night. When we think of a fun sexual experience, we are thinking of uh, a give and take. We're picturing you riding us, titties flapping and slapping us in the face. We're thinking about you just grabbing a hold and flating us. We're thinking about the things that you are willing to do to us. If you are not willing to do any of those things and you just want to fucking lay there on your back or lay there on your knees or lay... There's no difference between me fucking you and me fucking the neighbor. It's just one hole allowing me to fuck it and the next hole allowing me to fuck it. So it's really driving this point home. Princesses, do better. You're not satisfying your men. All right. Big Daddy, Media Virus Podcast. I'm out. Happy fucking. Well, those were, those were hard words. That was a seven-minute video with a very short point. <laughs> but uh, I, I feel like uh, I would feel like everybody should know that Big Daddy is in fact single, and uh, there may be a reason. There may be a reason for that. But uh, he is our resident love expert. So, I mean, we got two guys that have happily married, and Pete. he chose. He chose. <laughs> so there you go. Uh have you recovered? I'm, I'm, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot to hear, you know? Did, did you notice the further he went on, the, the, the further he enumerated, he, he got it, he got as far as neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Your mama, your sister, your girlfriend. <laughs> Chick you work with. Uh, all right. <clears throat> so next up, our recurring segment. Our other recurring segment is Maddie's TikTok Nonsense Corner, where we bring you Maddie's curated version of TikTok. These are usually things I like to kind of make a point on or open up a discussion. And uh, we also call this uh, segment Laughing at White People. So feel free to chime in if you, you have a joke. Uh, and there we go. I also uh, drop a few in from time to time to lighten things up. Right, but he likes to blame me for all of this. Yes. My TikTok isn't getting a lot of likes. What? My TikTok. Russia has been publicly threatening the use of nuclear weapons on Ukraine. Okay. And in turn, NATO is also publicly threatening the use of a physical response. China is prepping to invade Taiwan. The U.S. is beginning to cut ties with Saudi Arabia and in turn is now threatening the United States. Russia has been constantly performing cyber attacks against the U.S. government. North Korea is performing missile tests over Japan. China and Russia are stockpiling gold to create a global currency that could be capable of crippling the U.S. economy. The Euphrates River has dried up, which is typically the sign of the end of days. China is emitting more CO2 than the entire Western Hemisphere. Biden barely knows he's the president of the United States. Underwater European gas pipes pipelines are mysteriously getting blown up and Russia's nuclear doomsday weapon submarine is missing from its harbor 
and you have the audacity to tell me that your TikTok isn't doing as well as you'd like it to? I mean, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, when we talk about putting things in perspective, you know, the missiles could could be in the air right now. Who the fuck knows? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think we're all of an age that we remember a time when we were told that. Right. So I have a desk, so I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I've I've got a I've got a space all mapped out. Lock and cover, absolutely. It's a metal desk, so I'll be fine. Don't I forget was to say stop, drop, and roll. But right, it's duck and cover. Duck, duck and cover. Stop, stop, drop, and screwed roll. on the first strike right there. I got to tell you, man. I've used I've I've used stop, drop, and roll way more in real life than I, <laughs> than I ever did duck and cover. I'll tell you that right now. The amount of times I've accidentally set myself on fire is way too many. Shocking. Yeah. Or not. Not really. I'm kind of dumb. This is Maddie's favorite layout when we go three wide and mm-hmm. it's a roulette. We don't know which one's starting. Nobody so nobody remembers even... which one starts it off. So I just started. I hope running. it's the chick on the right. Nope. There's this no, thing no. about uh, how different personality traits bleed into different political yes. uh, opinions. People who are conservative are sort of typically loyal, hardworking, have very set ideas about right and wrong. Whereas left-wing people are sort of whiny, depressed, fat, vindictive, <laughs> chubby, you know, fascinated by keys. Like if you ever get in an argument with a left-wing person, you just, you know, and they're like, ha, 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 you know, because they'll never own property. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's face. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why that tickled me so much. Here we go again. All right. Let's see what's oh, this one. It's some bullshit when I hear people say that white people can't cook. Really? Newsflash, we're literally the whole reason why you have to show your ID to buy Sudafed. So, okay, <laughs> love you, bye. She's got a point, right? Yeah. We can't cook. She's not huh? wrong. I mean, it, it, meth. I feel like meth is a is a white drug. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, not that, not not that I want to like be racist or anything, but I feel like crack's more of a you know an inner city drug. Meth is more of a out in the sticks type of. It's type it, of, type it's of. definitely tell more you what, popular it, the farther west you go. You no, know, we talk about you know we talk about being contractors. Some of the most glorified contractors I've ever worked with, guys that were you know just. It turns out they were doing meth. Well, they got the shit done. Yeah, you get a lot done that way. You know, if you can, my, if you can stay up for three, four days at a crack, you, you can get a lot done. You can get shit done, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's how you, that's how this shit gets done. That's why we need to put Excuse lead me? back. Yeah. Will you hold my phone so I can make a quick TikTok? Yeah. Thank you so much. It's already kind of recording and ready to go. Thank you, kind soul. Fantastic. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> her whole fucking—I t- went down her TikTok as a whole. Uh, every 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 one of them starts out the same way. Excuse me, and he, she'll just ask random people to. And one woman recognized her and went, "Oh yeah, 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 I'll hold your phone just to see what she would do." She's and it's different every time. I'm gonna have a to check of, that out. A lot of dog content, a lot of questions about dogs. But I, I just I just thought that was a, and you know how I like the bigger chick. So, all right. 
Real man of genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Budweiser Head of Marketing Guy. Only you could take a beer and make it louder. 20 years of amazing ad campaigns, and this is where we end up. Not gonna buy it. What the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> I, I, I think I made this point, you know, in, in the beginning of the show is, is what the fuck were they thinking? Like, I understand, you know, wanting to reach out to, but like your whole, I don't want to say constituency, but your whole following is, 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 is old rednecks. You know, most, most, most younger folks are drinking like white claw. Like maybe that's it. Like maybe they're seeing sales drop to like white claw and, and those other like seltzery mm-hmm. drinks. I don't feel like beer is, is a young person's drink anymore. Maybe I'm just, Old. I just hit that age where I, I, I think <laughs> all, all kids are stupid. Well, I mean, you're not entirely wrong. I mean, my kid's not that stupid. Huh? <laughs> Come on. If you're racist and you know it, clap your hands. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> wow that wasn't mine that's fucking terrific that's a great I, I just thought it was a fantastic punchline what the fuck bro <laughs> somebody clapped <laughs> oh, that's fantastic oh here now when we get to that would you rather that's a discussion we need to have okay all right Oh, yeah. Hi, Bill. It'll would you rather quick. have your entire family murdered by a serial killer and then for the rest of your life you're looking over your shoulder like, I've got to be next, or own a cat? Oh, I know. Man, do I have to, like, take care of it, or can I just, like, not feed it and hope it runs away? No, you got to feed it, and sometimes you got to pet it. Oh, goodness. At least it's in the comfort of my own home, right? Nobody knows I have a cat. No, you got to post an Instagram story of your cat every day, giving it a stupid little voice. Oh, man. Like, oh, oh, look at me. I'm a little cat. Man, well, I love my family, but I think they would support my decision in choosing serial killer over cat. Yeah, saying goodbye, family. <laughs> See you never. Pete Fleck is the name of, or Pete Fleck uh, is the name of that guy. His account is fantastic. So we're going to go around the room. Uh, we're going to start with Pete. Pete, would you rather uh, have a, a serial killer kill your entire family or own a cat? Hmm. I'm going to go with cat. You take the cat. Coward's way yeah, up. I'll take the cat. Oh, all right. Mike? Probably the only pussy I'll get in a long That's Thanks, Pete. <laughs> I'm sorry I missed that joke, and I'm glad you made it. <laughs> Through the Michael. years, I've, I've, I've lived with cats, and I've, I've come to appreciate them, so I'll, I'll go you ahead. You are a cat, cat owner. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Steve, you have cats? Um, I've had them in the past. Yeah, we don't have anything now. But yeah, I, I would go with the cat because everybody in my family cooks really good stuff and then bring it over for that's a good point, though. meals and stuff. So yeah, although I've, I've got the latest, greatest one that's added to all the family meals, which is smoked meatballs. Ooh. So, wow. We're, we're going to go with cat because otherwise I've got to eat like 85 smoked meatballs at every family celebration Sucks, or dude. family memorial as it would be at hmm. that point. You know, oddly enough, uh, I received a call today from uh, my ex-wife and uh, my son's mother. And um, 
yeah, the cat that we got when he was two. Um, and now my son's on the autism spectrum. And uh, when we got this cat, her sister brought two cats, you know, in case he killed one. Um, which, that's what she said. Wow. <laughs> <In case he, laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but uh, the one cat was unbearable. The cat would just hide and attack. You know, where and it would attack my it would attack my older son who came on weekends. It would attack Maddie Boy. But was when it started. So when Ryan was, I mentioned that he was on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. He couldn't leave that cat alone. Like you couldn't tell him to leave the cat alone, right? So when he would want to play with the cat, the cat wasn't having it. So the cat was a danger to my son. We had to give up that cat. We kept the sister cat, and. um She's, uh, you know, with her new husband and, and she's had the cat and the cat is apparently she's, she's called me to tell me that she feels it's necessary to put that cat down. Um, cat's no longer cleaning itself. Yeah. Can't climb the steps, you know, doesn't get up on furniture. Yeah. That's so the cat's in pain. The yep. cat's not doing well. The cat's not, you know, she has to clean fecal matter up from everywhere. Like, and she has to watch. So she, we had a long conversation very painful conversation about the cat. And it's funny that you, uh, we brought up uh, Teddy Maximus um, because uh, in my family, we had Scrappy-Doo. And uh, he was named, all my, my son named, my, my younger son, the one on the spectrum, named all our pets. So the dog was Scrappy-Doo, but Scrappy-Doo was a beagle. And oddly enough, I swear to God, his markings, he had one big, big Charlie Brown face. <laughs> I swear to Christ, it was a tri- on one side and he had a bone. It looked like a bone on the other. We got him for $50 off Craigslist. Somebody, and it was in Delaware. And we didn't live in Delaware at the time. And uh, somebody just found the dog. And didn't, the dog didn't get along with the other dogs. This, the dog, I had this dog for 10 years. and we had, we had him put down, but we had the vet come out. And we all got to sit around and hold him and pet him while it happened. And then we, me and my older son built him a coffin and buried him in our backyard. Um, but, uh, you know, so just one of those, one of those things that, I mean, just an 18 year old, we got this cat when he was two. Yeah. 18 year old cat has lived a very, very healthy life. You know what I mean? Mm. A cat, no cat in the wild is lasting 18 years. Not usually, I, no. It's no, not. I mean, you know, but uh, it's just odd that that came up, and you know, we used to have it. I get, I get to tell odd, depressing stories about my cats. This is why I don't tell stories, Steve. That's okay. They're depressing. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I've, I've been there. I've been the one sitting there comforting and talking to them, and yeah, you know, four or five animals, and uh, so far, four human beings on their way out. So yeah, I, I can relate. There's been a lot of loss this past uh, couple of years. Well, what's this next TikTok? Let's get into some funny shit. My lawyer just called and asked if I was ready for court tomorrow. I said, hell yeah, I ain't going. See, I've been spending the last six months booby-trapping my entire 500 acres. I got snake pits, rolling logs, bear traps. I got some straight-up Indiana Jones shit. I got a fucking boulder that'll fall down when you open my front door. I got about 120 coyotes that I trained to bite anything with their crew cut and a fucking badge. I flew an old Vietnamese man out here, and he helped me dig about 12 miles worth of underground tunnels. I have 450 cameras I've rigged to solar panels all around this motherfucker. 
I got a Bengal tiger locked in my bathroom who'd fucking kill for a pork chop right now. You know, it's surprisingly easy to teach a raccoon how to loosen lug nuts and cut brake lines. I'd rather live the rest of my life in the woods living off fucking wild ginseng creek water than go to fucking jail one more time. Don't even try to bring no helicopters down here neither like I ain't got a whole fucking coop full of pigeons with C4 tied around their feet. <laughs> got a bunch of PVC pipe full of gunpowder and ball bearings and a baboon who is deadly accurate with a nail gun. <laughs> Damn. Now, uh, I clicked on that because I love Edsel's. Yeah, they're beautiful. I love Edsel's. There's, it's, it's the worst car Ford ever made. Mm-hmm. The worst selling car Ford, but Robert it's so F- fucking badass looking. Yeah. Dude, the Edsel is a fucking piece of America, Americana, man. I love the way it, it looks. It looks good sitting still. <laughs> yeah, no, I know they drive like shit, too. They drive like shit. All right, what's this next guy I got to say? Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has filed to run for president in 2024. Somewhere out there, there is an unstable nut job who has been handed the opportunity to do the funniest thing in American history. <laughs> I'd like to make it clear to the FBI that this is a joke and I am not advocating anything. I'm just saying that the rule of threes is a staple of comedy. Rob. <laughs> wow. Uh, he's, he's right about one thing. Three is the magic number of comedy. Three is the magic number. That's why we have the top three, three the teaser. That's why, you know. Three is there's something about three. Yep. And uh, but uh, I thought that was an interesting perspective from that human being wow. and that human being alone. We do not share that perspective. <laughs> we just wanted to share that perspective. You understand? Right. right. This is a frog, or is it a toad? Pretty sure it's a frog. Oh no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that was gonna fucking dance like the Bugs Bunny frog. <laughs> the, I was really the I was like, Brothers frog. Did you hear me? I was like, oh Michigan, my god, Michigan J. Yes. I was like, if I oh, come on, my baby, come on, my mm-hmm. darling, come on, my ragtime girl. <laughs> oh, my heart's on fire. Yeah. No, I was fucking praying. Didn't you, Steve? Seriously, when you saw that, didn't it, didn't that kind of pop into your head? Like that, that that was the exact song I heard in my head. Yes, yeah, I thought I that's hope- what was coming. I, I like. I hope this frog starts fucking dancing. That would be fantastic. No. And somewhere while we were facing the corner, uh, Big Daddy showed up. We were welcoming our BBC correspondent, Big Daddy. How you doing today, Big Daddy? Uh, pretty good. I'm voting for the uh, serial killer. You're voting. You do not <laughs> want to own a cat. Nope. I'll take the serial killer. Thank you. And you're you're not that. very fond of your. Fa- it, you made that choice. You look really confident in that choice. There wasn't like you know what I think. You're like you know, I'll take the I'll take I'll take kill my family, please. Very yeah, take them all. Very so few it, black men go for the cat. Yeah, that's what I've been told. <laughs> they do like the pussy and the snow bunnies. So our, uh, I I have owned cats before, and uh, no thanks. <laughs> I mean, they keep mice away. That's pretty badass. Uh, no, I had two cats that did not. They just <laughs> looked at it. They just just sat there and watched it go by. I thought the scent like kept them away. It's it no. generally does. The cats it, it's cats give to. off an odor that that rodents do not like. I, I had mean. two. I had two cats that just sat and just watched the fucking mice roll by. So since you've owned cats before, is it just the fact that you don't like your family that much? <laughs> It's a little bit of that too. Okay. 
I wanted to get to the bottom of this answer. <laughs> There's more to this than just not wanting to have a cat. <laughs> How was uh, improv rehearsal? Uh, improv was good. Uh, we are now on all of the socials. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Give them out. What are they? Uh, forgetful squirrels at Facebook, forgetful squirrels at TikTok, forgetful squirrels at Instagram, and what will soon be forgetful squirrels on YouTube. As soon as I put the content on there, I, dude, let me. Can I ask you a question? I bet you, dude. within three guesses, I can guess what the name of your improv troupe is. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty convoluted. I don't know if you're gonna get it. I mean. Is it, is it, is it, is it, is it, uh, Spoogey Puff and the Guru Monkey? Funny you should guess that. Or see, originally, Spoogey <laughs> Puff was... <laughs> Because I'm constantly spooging on everything, so they call me Spoogey Puff. I was, I was in a band called Spoogey Puff and, a, and the Guru Monkey for about five minutes. And then I, I walked out of it. Were, were you Spoogey Puff? No, Spoogey Puff was uh, this little black dude. Like, you know how the, the little pygmy ones? Yeah. <laughs> the real small ones? He was Spoogey Puff. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I think, and you know, but it's didn't work, you know? It's kind of hard to take Spoogey Puff seriously. It, I guess it is. It's true. So, uh, Stan, uh, you have you met our, uh, our guest, Steve Gamlin? Steve, how's it going? Doing good. I enjoyed your segment. That was a riot. Thank you. It took me a long time to cover uh, a very simple point. <laughs> yes, it did. I was, I was like, wow, that video was seven minutes long. Now, did, I think it's the next one. I think it's the next one that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm particularly proud of. Okay. I don't remember if it's the next one or the one before this one. Have we seen me dressed up yet? We've seen you dressed up several times. Yes, uh, the, you're talking about the very short one. Yeah, that that was last week. <laughs> I was so proud of that. One. <laughs> Matt got up to stretch, and then had to rush back to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I was so very proud of that one. That was good. Well, we we got anything else on uh, on deck here? Mike? I don't have anything else planned. If there's anything you want to jump into, you're more than welcome. I don't have, uh, I don't have anything on the top of mind. I'm kind of, I'm getting to, it's getting to that hour where I'm, um, my brain's kind of not working so fast. Steve, you got anything you want to, uh, shout out before we, uh, before we wrap up here? Oh, just say thank you very much for having me as part of the show. This was, uh, this was rocking. We really appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you risking your reputation to be a part of our show. (laughs) Uh, This is a, nothing, nothing happened tonight that, that I worry about wrecking anything. You guys, uh, you guys treated me professionally and uh, kept me going, and and it was just cool to be part of a big full-on radio experience again. And I was hinting earlier on, you. Uh, I once shut down a twenty thousand watt radio station with a stress relief ball. So, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. Other than just turning my camera on and off, we stayed broadcasting the whole time. So, how did you? I feel like we should have dug into that story. Can you just give us a quick synopsis of what you mean by that? 
Yeah, I mean, I literally, we had a guest come in and he was just talking, he had this line of stress relief ball. So everybody was in the morning show studio, round table with five sure. or six mics. Yeah. I was on the other side of the glass producing the show, doing everything that wasn't the spoken word. And somebody tossed me a stress relief ball and I was bouncing it off the wall above the board and it fell behind the board and hit a switch that I didn't even know existed and knocked, literally knocked the radio station off the air. Not just, wow. not just the all the needles <laughs> went to zero. The board went dark and somebody came in and said, you guys are off the air. I'm like, I don't know what happened. And somebody so. goes, did you hit the switch? I go, what switch? And they reach behind the counter and up comes the stress relief ball and they go, you hit the switch. This is yours, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, don't even dust it for prints. It was mine. And somebody in the know reached back and turned the station back on. And then we had to explain what did happened. You, so not just the did, audio signal, but the transmitter got flipped off. Everything wow. got flipped off. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Did, did, did you have a job <laughs> the next day? I had a job the next day. Yeah, it was not a problem. That's amazing. Actually, it actually just became part of the show. You yeah. just... You, you you just they just made fun of you for it or we we just rolled with it we we all made fun of each other every day anyway it didn't really matter but yeah yeah it, it just became part of the show we were we were family we were super tight anyway awesome. and yeah. uh i was this this little punk kid who did they just said one day hey we like your stuff we like your attitude we like your work ethic we think you could produce our show and it it was what I really wanted to do in radio mm -hmm. anyway yeah. and it got me a bunch of awards internationally and yeah, had a, had a nice little career. Cool. That's pretty awesome, man. Well, we'd love to have you, you know, have you come back sometime if you'd be up to it. I don't know, you know. Oh, I would love to. Oh, terrific. To. This is great. I, I really, Fantastic. we really appreciate you coming on. We appreciate your, uh, your praise. Uh, and you can check out uh, all, you know, stevegamlin.com. You can check out the uh, Motivational Firewood um, podcast. Uh, is it, you say a YouTube channel or no? Uh, I do. It's stevegamlin.video. Steve Gamlin, Steve Gamlin video. Check all that stuff out. Uh, again, you can check us out at themediavirus.com. You can always give us a call. You don't have to be on the air for you to call, for you to call us. You can leave us a message, and then we'll play your message on the air. And uh, whatever dumb shit you want to say, if you want to, you know, scream at Mike or scream at me or you know, ask Big Daddy a question. If you have a question for you know, love advice from the, from the, our BBC correspondent, the Love Doctor. Uh, Stanley McFadden, you can do that at 646-VIRUS-01 and um, get us up on email. Matt at TheMediaVirus.com, PML, and Pete at TheMediaVirus.com. Oh, Big Daddy's got one too. JTT. What's that? J JTT at the media, just the tips. JTT at TheMediaVirus.com. Did I miss anything, Mike? You did not, but I'm going to uh, say thank you to everybody. And on behalf of Steve and Big Daddy, Pete, and our fearless leader, Matty Rockdeff. I'm Professor Mike Latouris, coming from to you live, high atop Uncle Butch Studios. This has been the Media Virus Podcast, and we will be back next week to do it all again. Here's the thing about the Media Virus Podcast. Mike's voice is always the first thing heard, and we wait for Mike to stop talking. I'm the host now. Here's the thing about the Media Virus Podcast. Mike's voice, Mike's voice, and we wait for Mike to stop talking. Stop talking. Stop talking. Stop. Stop. Here's the thing about the Media Virus Podcast. Stop talking. I'm the host now. The Media Virus Podcast, starring Matty Rockdev. And we're clear. That was an awesome outro.